0: guys, it's Ange, and welcome back to WTF True Crime and Other Shit. Leslie is away today uh, on a personal matter. Hopefully, she'll be back next week. Um, but in the meantime, Jay, I have Jay co-hosting with me again. Hello, Hi. I'm back. <laughs> you had fun last time, though, right?
1: I did, yes.
0: Yeah, so that'll be fun and interesting and I'm excited. Um, So just before we get started I just wanted to say that we have listeners in seven countries now so that's super exciting. We have all the ones I mentioned last time plus also Indonesia and Ireland now. So welcome to those new listeners and everybody else that's continuing to listen. We're very excited. Do you have anything you want to say Jay?
1: No that's just kind of cool that there's so many different Listeners in different countries. That's kind of neat. I know it's
0: like mind-blowing to think that people in Ireland and Indonesia are (laughs) listening to me like I'm just we're just doing this for fun. So oh yeah, and see I always do random thoughts. So and um, just to add to that, like I realize that our audio is kind of a little wonky and it's kind of low sometimes. But again, this is just for fun. We're not professionals. So I try as hard as I can to edit it as best I can. But um, sometimes it's low and I apologize for that. But um it's easter weekend we are actually recording this the day before it's going to be posted which we usually don't do but we had a bit of a time crunch this time so it's saturday it's easter weekend
1: happy easter everybody happy easter we got a good easter tale for you
0: yeah yeah um my father-in-law had mentioned about doing a valentine's type one for valentine's day so i decided to kind of keep with that theme and do an easter one this time so this is um do you have anything else you want to say before we get started
1: <laughs> no, not really.
0: I talk a lot, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, this to. is good. This is good for me to do a podcast because I just like to talk.
1: Yeah, and I'm good at listening. So <laughs>
0: yeah. I actually, but I wrote him into the script this time, so he actually has his own lines. So that's good. Yeah. I say lines like it's like a movie thing. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's Easter. This case is called the Easter Massacre, um, and I guess that is all we had to say. So we'll just jump right in and get started. So, James Urban Rupert was born on March 29, 1934. He had one brother, Leonard Jr., who was two years older and was born in 1932. His childhood was sad and abusive. His father, Leonard, was violent with a nasty temper and showed little to no affection to his sons. His mother, Charity, referred to James as a mistake, as she wanted a daughter instead of another son. So, just to add to that, Jay and I, we actually have four sons. And um, when I found out that our youngest was gonna be a boy, like I sobbed my eyes out and yeah. I, I, bawled. But I never once have referred to him as a mistake like that. No. When I read that, I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" That's
1: crazy. Yeah, just I don't know the recipe for girls, so it's only yeah. boys.
0: He doesn't know how to make girls. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Boston is that's our youngest. Boston, he is not a mistake. We love him, and I just can't believe that she would ever refer to her child as a mistake. But anyway, uh, James grew up in a long barn-like structure that didn't have any indoor plumbing or running water. Leonard Sr. raised chickens in the back of the house, and James developed asthma and an allergy to feathers, so he was constantly sick. He walked hunched over and wasn't able to partake in gym class or sports with the other neighborhood kids. Leonard Sr. died in 1947 from complications of tuberculosis, I can never say that word, when James was 12 and Leonard Jr. was 14. Leonard Jr. then became the head of the family as the oldest son. He picked up right where their father left off, constantly bullying his younger brother, James. Their mother would also beat James and encouraged Len- Leonard Jr. to do so.
1: That sounds like a pretty fun childhood.
0: Yeah. So his older brothers beating you up. His mom's beating <laughs> him up. He's allergic to all the f- chickens and everything. So he's always sick and he's always getting beaten up. That's yeah, fucking wonderful. That sounds great. Yeah. James didn't do well in school and didn't have many friends. He was small for his age and grew up to be a small man as well standing only 5'6 and weighing only 135 pounds as an adult due to his loneliness and bullying he attempted suicide at 16 by hanging himself with a sheet james flunked out of college after two years and was never particularly good at sports leonard jr on the other hand got a degree in electrical engineering and excelled in sports And when I was doing my research, um, I felt like Leonard was seen as the golden boy who could do no no wrong. And James was always trailing behind. Like, it was always, poor James, he sucks at everything. Yeah, he's always sick. He's no good at anything. Yeah, Yeah, like, who cares? So, and also to put the icing on the cake, Leonard Jr. ended up marrying one of the few ex-girlfriends that James had had. Her name was Alma, and they got married and had eight children.
1: Like, why would you do that to yeah. your brother? You already
0: have everything. Huh. You're good at everything. I guess what, dude? I'm going to take your ex girlfriend, too. Haha. Ha. Like, what the fuck? This guy seems like a real yeah, fucking that's, loser. That's
1: pretty fucking. <gasps> I know. Right? Um, in 1965, James made an obscene call uh, to an employee of the local library where he spent much of his free time. Um, he believed that his mother and brother were informing everyone that he was a communist and a homosexual. And he believed that they reported this call to the fbi which i find weird like why would you report well i guess communist part not the homosexual part to the fbi yeah um he also believed that the fbi was tapping his phone not only at home but also the restaurants and bars that he frequented in 1975 the same year the murders took place he told psychiatrists that he was being followed by the state highway patrol the local sheriff's department, private detectives, and Hamilton police. Like I guess he thought he was pretty popular or something.
0: Well, I guess, I think he was just completely paranoid because of the life he had lived. His brother and his mother were always out to get him. So I guess he thought everybody was out to yeah, get
1: him. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, anytime like, an authority figure, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you saw an authority figure, like, they are after him.
0: Because that's how he was yeah. grown up, like, that's the life he grew up as, so.
1: Uh, Leonard Jr. had a good job with General Electric, and James was 41, unemployed and living with his mother. James also owned a lot of money to Leonard. He had lost a bunch of money in the stock market crash in '73, '74, and borrowed money from Leonard to cover that. James was depressed and constantly drinking. His mother became fed up and threatened to evict him. A victim. That was his final straw. I guess he's kind of had enough of being bullied.
0: Yeah. So already, like, he's still living with his mom, whatever, and now she's threaten threatening to come yeah. out. Like, it's like you have nothing on, now. Dude. You're
1: ready to have even more nothing by not having a place to live.
0: Exactly. Like, fuck.
1: Uh, on March 29, 1975, on James' birthday, of all days, witnesses reported seeing him shooting cans with a three fifty seven Magnum on the Great Miami River in Hamilton, Ohio, a middle-class community 30 minutes away from Cincinnati, where he lived. Later that night, he went out to a bar called the 19th Hole Cocktail Lounge. Wanda Bishop, an employee, later stated that James seemed depressed and talked about his mother threatening to evict him. He told her that he needed to solve the problem. He left the bar at 11 p.m. and returned sometime later wanda asked him if he had solved this problem and he said no nope, not yet he stayed out until the bar closed at 2 30 a.m
0: on march 30th 1975 easter sunday leonard jr alma their eight children and Leonard and james's mother charity went to church for an early morning service they then gathered at 635 minor avenue in hamilton ohio that's where um the mother lived that's where charity and james lived the children ranged in age from four to seventeen they took part in an easter egg hunt in the front yard and then came inside and played in the living room while leonard alma charity and charity made lunch james was upstairs sleeping off his hangover from the night before after lunch around 4 p.m james woke up loaded his 357 magnum two twenty two caliber handguns and a rifle and went downstairs he stated that he had decided to leave to go to a shooting range but when he entered the kitchen on his way out his brother had said how's the volkswagen James said he took that as an insult. He immediately shot Leonard, Alma, and his mother, Charity. At this time, his nephew, David, who was 11, and his nieces, Teresa, 9, and Carol, 13, were also in the kitchen. He shot them as well, killing them. James then quickly made his way to the living room before any of the other children could run for help. There, he killed his niece, Anne, who was 12, and his four remaining nephews, Leonard third, 17, Michael, 16, Thomas, 14 and little John, who was only four at the time for each of his victims. He shot them once in a limb to disable them and then shot them in the head or the heart to kill them. The whole massacre took less than five minutes. James then sat in the house with the 11 bodies for two hours, contemplating suicide before calling the police. Apparently, no one had heard the gunshots because it hadn't already been reported. There were 44 shots fired and 40 had hit his victims. Although some sources say there was only thirty-five shots, but if there was forty-four gunshots, huh. how did nobody hear that?
1: Yeah, like unless they're living in the middle of nowhere, but
0: well, they were in like a like a farmhouse, I guess. So it's possible, but even no, though but...
1: forty-four shots, that's quite the quite the in of five minutes, sh- like that's like fireworks going off.
0: Yeah, like how can nobody report that? And he just sat there. and was like, okay, well, nobody hmm. reported it, so I'm just gonna hang out here. So uh, he was waiting for the police by the front door when they arrived. He told them, my mother drove me crazy by always combing my hair, talked to me like I was a baby, and tried to make me into a homosexual. I feel like he may have been gay because that's, I feel like he's like thinking, everybody thinks I'm homosexual because I think he maybe he was, and then he was just like kind of projecting. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But The police described the scene as a slaughterhouse. The blood was dripping through the floorboards and into the basement. They said the only sign of a struggle was an overturned wastebasket to this day there are still stains on the wood like honestly if that was me i would have gutted the whole freaking thing
1: yeah like why would you leave why would you leave the
0: blood stained (laughs) wood there why wouldn't you like replace it or just burn the whole fucking house down down. (laughs) like literally that's disgusting
1: um the murders made headlines across the country and the rumor mill began churning as well uh there were some of the rumors that were being spread around that time were pretty crazy so i'm just going to go over a couple of them um One was that Alma had wanted to commit suicide and take one of her children with her. She started the whole thing by harassing Jimmy. So, like, that doesn't make too much sense, but...
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Like, I'm going to commit suicide and kill one of my kids, and then I'm going to harass Jimmy so he kills the rest of them. Yeah, I think
0: that's
1: what they were going with on that one, yeah. Um, Another... Rumor was that Rupert went berserk Was one of the kids there. No,
0: Rupert is actually, sorry, I did the research for this, but Rupert is actually James's, they're all of their last name. That's their last name. So that's that's Jimmy's, Jimmy slash James's last name. So they're saying that he went berserk. Go ahead. Yeah, he (laughs)
1: went berserk because his mother had made hamburger helper for Easter dinner. I mean, my kids get upset when I make certain things for dinner, so I do they wouldn't get that upset. But
0: that's... he's 41. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> make your own shit, then. My yeah. Uh,
1: that's some bad publicity for Hamburger Helper, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this was just a rumor. The police did find a skillet on the stove in which Charity was making Sloppy Joes for the children. So
0: So I think that's what fed the rumor mill. They're like, yeah. oh, there uh, actually was. And it just beef turned into so...
1: Hamburger Helper.
0: Yeah. Then... <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, another... Um, Rumor was that the Rupert house is haunted, so, you know, maybe Jim James was possessed and he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, though uh, confined in a mental hospital since the trial, James Rupert has an extensive wardrobe, loves to eat ice cream, and continues to receive the Wall Street Journal on a daily basis.
0: So they were saying even though he's in a mental hospital, he's getting all these yeah, perks. Yeah,
1: like he's got all these perks, even yeah. though he just killed his whole freaking family, basically.
0: Yeah. I think that was it for the rumors yeah
1: but uh, people who knew James didn't believe that he was even capable of this type of a crime Uh, he was described as quiet unassuming and the perfect neighbor James's uncle Rufus Skinner insisted that Jimmy and his brother Leonard were two close soldiers who did everything for their mother ever since their father died in 1947 Arthur Bauer one of James's only friends said that he is not violent at all I can't believe he did it how can anything like that even happen James was arrested and charged with 11 counts of aggravated homicide. He was uncooperative and refused to answer questions. Prosecutors believe he planned to plead insanity, then be remarkably cured so he could be released. He was set to inherit three hundred thousand, which is about one point eight million dollars today. So that's quite a bit of money. That's a
0: shit ton of money.
1: Yeah, like, that's a lot. That, I
0: didn't like. How did they have so much money? They I don't just live on a freaking farm. Yeah. How do they have so much fucking money?
1: I don't, maybe because uh the, the guy had a good job right general electric maybe he had a pretty good oh yeah because he would have gotten all the or... life
0: insurance because he killed all of them i guess so i guess uh, so. the
1: original trial was held in hamilton ohio in june of 1975. a three judge panel found james guilty of 11 counts of murder and he was sentenced to life in prison on july 3rd 1975.
0: so i did do some research on this because i had never heard of a panel of judges deciding a verdict before only a jury so apparently the the accused has a choice between trial by jury or trial by judge when the sentence is over five years. However, both the prosecution and the defense has to agree to a judge-only trial. trial. If they can't agree, then it has to be a jury trial. So I just thought that was interesting because I've yeah, never I'm, heard. I've
1: never heard of that either. it's no. like weird. Yeah.
0: yeah, So, but apparently it's still practiced today, but it's not very often. I've never because, heard of it. Because people tend to feel like um, if they go in front of a jury, they'll have a better chance because... They, most people might not know the law as much as a oh, judge true, yeah. so they might send to side on their the, the defendants behalf
1: yeah
0: yeah so a mistrial was declared in that first trial because James was told that the judges would have to agree unanimously this was incorrect as it was a it was a majority ruling so two judges found him sane and guilty of the murders while the third found him insane but because James was misinformed the mistrial was declared a second trial was held in Findlay, Ohio, about 125 miles, which is just over 200 kilometers for all of our non-American listeners, <laughs> which is mo- most of us. Um, that's almost 200 kilometers north, since it was decided that he wouldn't get a fair trial in his hometown. The second trial began on July 23, 1975, and the prosecutors brought up the target practice the day before the murders and James's statement about solving the problem. They brought that to the table. In July, he was convicted again and was again sentenced to 11 consecutive life sentences. And I just can't believe how quick those trials were in 1975.
1: Yeah, like, what happened? Why does it take years and years for trials now when this was all done in, like, a couple of months? Yeah,
0: because the murders took place, the like, the last day of March, and they had two trials and verdicts by the end of July.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Four months. He had two different trials and two verdicts in four months. Well, why did what that change? Fuck? Yeah. So James appealed that ruling as well. And a third trial was granted in 1982. So this was uh, about seven years later. Defense attorney Hugh D Holbrook was convinced his client was insane. So he personally paid to hire expert psychiatrists from all over the US. Mr Holbrook stated he quote, he's one of the kindest human beings I have ever met. He would do anything to help people, unquote. On July 23rd, 1982, another three judge panel. So I guess he decided to go the judge route again. They found James guilty on two counts of murder for his mother and brother, but not guilty on the other nine counts by reason of insanity.
1: How? How does that work? Yes. Yeah,
0: so he was fine. He knew what he was doing for his mother and brother, yeah. and then he just fucking went insane and killed everybody else. like yeah. What?
1: Like, I think his the snapping was the first shot that he fired at his brother. Yeah, not... think
0: so. His brother was just asking about a Volkswagen. I think that would have made him. like yeah. That was when he snapped. Not. Oh, <laughs> I've killed these two. I might as well fucking go Miles kill the rest. Just go get them all now. Yeah. Like what the fuck. So anyway for that he received two life sentences one for each guilty count to be served consecutively so that's one after the other so um so he'd be there for two whole lives but he only has one life so yeah <laughs> uh, between
1: 1972 and 1976 the death penalty had been suspended in the u.s pending a u.s supreme court decision so james couldn't be sentenced to death as the murders happened during that time
0: how convenient yeah like this good. is a four-year span and he just happened to do it then yeah
1: on the day of the 1982 verdict, Alma's mother, Edna Eligier, I don't know how to pronounce that. We but...
0: pronounce names all the wrong all, wrong all the time on this, so welcome.
1: <laughs> she, she said, I sometimes think I'd like to string him up on the cross like Christ and cut a little piece off at a time. Oh my God. And I'd want him to bleed slowly. So, like, that's kind of an odd thing to say for someone that's such a ca- Catholic, but like, yeah. why would you even say that at Easter? Like, that's kind of like a weird Easter.
0: <laughs> well, this is pun. this is his last verdict. But yes, the, the, murder like the happen murders on happen happened on Easter. I
1: know you're talking about stringing him, stringing like him up like Christ. Christ. Like, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but she thought, like, if you put that in the paper, people will wonder what kind of Catholic I am, yeah, you think? <laughs>
0: exactly. Totally side eyeing you here. Yeah. Right now.
1: <laughs> she blamed James for 13 deaths, not 11. Three years after the murders elma's father shot himself at 4 a.m on easter sunday like that easter just reoccurring easter is nightmare, cursed yeah. for this family um, a, a jury sorry a juror during the 1982 trial collapsed from a heart attack and died she stated that those pictures must have got to him so i guess she's chalking him up for those two murders yeah as well. she
0: thinks he's responsible for those two as well
1: uh james rupert was incarcerated at the allen oakwood correctional institution in lima ohio he was granted a parole hearing in 1995 but his release was denied at another parole hearing in april 2015 he was denied again he he eventually died at the franklin medical center in columbus ohio on june 4th 2022 at the age of 88 due to natural causes well that's nice he got to live a nice nice
0: long fucking life yeah Yeah. so he was arrested at 41 and he lived to 88 so it was over half his life jesus not nice yeah it's wonderful
1: uh the victims were all buried in the arlington memorial gardens in cincinnati a year later the house was open to the public and all the contents were auctioned off during cleaning they placed carpets over the blood stains that couldn't be removed again that's why wouldn't you just, just renovate ri- the house yeah and like fix just
0: that? you can rip up floorboards. <laughs> like come on
1: um, it was rented out to a family who was new to the area and didn't know what had happened there. So that's kind of a nice surprise Yeah, they they didn't live there long. Obviously they probably found out. And...
0: Yeah, I just have to say it's funny while doing this this um, Research this we just did Amityville last week, but this has a lot of parallels to that I find a bunch of murders in the house f- caused by the oldest son and then um, A new family moved in didn't know what was happening. They didn't live there long yeah. a lot of parallels
1: another house is evil. Uh, They also claimed that uh, the house was haunted. They heard unexplained voices and noises. The lights would turn off and on. Doors slammed and they heard footsteps running up and down the stairs. Other families also moved in and left quickly. They all reported the same noises. The house stood empty for several years, but the most recent family to move in hasn't reported anything out of the ordinary so
0: that's like amityville too it's so weird like as i was finishing it up i was like oh my god there's so many parallels but i was already too far into my research guys so you kind of get the same case <laughs> back, to back two weeks in a row but so yeah be it. <laughs> that's all right.
1: yeah haunted houses are kind of freaky yeah um this is the deadliest shooting to occur in a private home in american history so
0: and this was like 50 years ago and it's still the deadliest shooting so yeah, that's,
1: that's 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 not uh that's crazy that he killed all those people.
0: Eleven people in five fucking minutes.
1: Yeah, that's nuts. Like,
0: just because it? his brother said something about a fucking car.
1: And like forty-four gunshots. Like he must have had ammo going in there. Like he had to change out his ammo. Like he would have gone through so many rounds.
0: Well, he like, had three guns, right? So I don't know how many how many rounds does a gun hold? Do you know?
1: No, I have no idea. I don't know. But, there, yeah, got... I guess if he had that many guns, yeah, he just that's crazy though. So like obviously he didn't snap. You yeah. go insane if he's loaded. Well, he's, to...
0: he's saying he was going rifle target shooting or whatever, but you don't bring f- preloaded guns. <laughs> preload
1: loaded <three> guns. <laughs> yeah,
0: like what the fuck, dude? Well, like, maybe the I... '70s
1: was a different time. I
0: maybe, but I see right through your story, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and it's just weird that it happened like the day after his birthday. <laughs>
1: yeah, like that's crazy.
0: But anyway, so that's James Rupert. And also his middle name is Urban, which I'm a little bit pissed off about because my favorite singer of all time is Keith Urban. Just throwing that out there. Oh, there but I know. don't like that he has the middle name, <laughs> Urban. That's
1: another strike against old Jimmy. That's right.
0: But he's dead now. So oh, yeah. I mean. But yeah, so that was um the Easter Sunday massacre. It was fun having you join me, Jay.
1: Yeah, that was fun. I i enjoy it. It's yeah. kind of weird learning about all these uh these crazy murders and stuff. It's its nuts.
0: Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. And we try to pick a case. Like, there are so many to choose from that it's crazy. But as soon as I typed in, I was trying to find an Easter one. So as soon as I typed in Easter, this one came up. So this is the one that I researched. I
1: can't week. wait for the next holiday-themed murder story.
0: What's the next one? I, I don't, don't know. know. man. Like, something in the summer. Maybe, like Canada for, Day Like, something. Canada
1: Day, but then there's Independence Day. So maybe you could do, like, a cool double feature. Yeah. For our United States friends and
0: listeners. <laughs> yeah, we have I think 15% of our listeners are from the US. So, welcome guys. I think most of our cases have been American-based cases so far, so you guys <laughs> Have more crime than we do. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Then let's do a let's do a Canadian one. For I'm sure i I'm one. sure there's a Canadian murder somewhere. Our very
0: first one was Canadian, but yeah, maybe we'll do a Canadian one. Oh, and my kids are just about to come upstairs, so <laughs> this is where we will end this recording. But thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you next time. And Le- and Leslie should be back next time, uh, but anytime Leslie's not available, then Jay has agreed to step in.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it, and uh, just everyone else out there, Happy Easter! Please don't kill anybody
0: please don't make it the 2023 Easter massacre because we...
1: don't don't get upset what's for dinner it's you know just be thankful that you're getting dinner it's
0: kind of funny actually because jay, jay said to his mom this morning that uh, she asked what we were making for dinner and jay's like i don't know maybe hamburger helper and this was before <laughs> i had even given him this this these case notes to look over i think so, i might
1: change my uh yeah my, we're my not gonna be
0: having one. hamburger helper for dinner no. now we're gonna make something else but anyway thanks again for joining us um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us WTF true crime pod at gmail.com or we're on Facebook at WTF true crime podcast or Instagram at WTF true crime pod. And we will see you next time. See Bye you later.
1: Guys. Bye.